0: Hi, my name is Ellie Cody, and this is Manhattan Sideways. On today's episode, I speak with Kelly Jamie, owner of The Sweet Shop. Here's what Betsy Bober-Poloby, founder of Manhattan Sideways, had to say about Jamie and The Sweet Shop.
1: Kelly Jamie went from the business world to Candyland. In his pocket-sized shop, he and his son Matthew have kept alive the old world flavor of the penny candy store from decades ago. The walls are covered from floor to ceiling with a variety of candies from the classics including sweet tarts malt balls red hots pez candy necklaces charleston shoes babe ruth milky way and mars bars to chocolate covered pretzels caramels and an entire section devoted to artisanal chocolates upon opening in 2013 kelly embraced the neighborhood and rewarded the little ones who came in to tell him that they had achieved something special either at school or at home. His goal has always been to try to make it a positive, happy experience for kids and adults alike. Included in this attempt is a whole section of candy at a child's level, a magic draw and a toy box where kids can find fun surprises. In actuality, Kelly and Matt are catering to the child in all of us.
0: So Kelly, if I could have you start by introducing yourself and telling me the name of your business.
2: Hi, I'm Kelly Jamie, and I'm the owner of the Sweet Shop NYC here in the Upper East Side of New York City.
0: And when did you open the Sweet Shop?
2: We started business plans in 2012, and after a long, extensive search finding a side street location, we found this space, and we've been in operation since October 5th of 2013.
0: Can you tell me about your journey to opening The Sweet Shop and what you did before
2: you owned this? Sure. I worked for a Fortune 10 company. It's probably the largest company no one's ever heard of. It was called First Data, which now has just become Fiserv. I ran sales training for that company for their check division and credit card divisions for a number of years.
0: What made you choose to open your own business? Oh, my wife
2: said, get off my couch, retired boy. That's how (laughs) it happened. And um, after about a year and a half of trying to figure out what job to do, and the economy was not um, still in good shape job-wise, we did some initial research and found out that the Upper East Side was becoming the new Upper West Side as far as strollers and children and noticed that a lot of places up here were not catering to that and we had seen some of the successes Dylan Lauren had had so we kind of kiddingly say she's the Home Depot of candy, and we're kind of like the Ace Hardware store. Mm -hmm. We're selling an experience of yesteryear, which we thought would be a really good thing to accommodate the older residents here on the Upper East Side to give everybody a nice thing, yes. That's lovely. My wife and I started this. My son runs the store at night at its busiest time of the night.
0: And when did Matthew get involved in business?
2: It took him about six months to conclude what he had going on in California because he was living there at the time. Moved out here and then had to get acclimated to a business he never knew before and had done a a, a stellar job, you know. And he's a true California kid, so a lot of New Yorkers don't get his laid-back, you know, California way. But now, after years, people come and almost decompress around him. Mm And he's got his own legion of, you know, Matthew fans. And then Lenny has her legion of fans. And um, it's just been a really good experience working with my son and being younger and having been taught more from a school system because of the distance it was a really good experience for me to help rear him fi- to where I'm comfortable t- today. If he left here he could run any kind of business successfully.
0: Can you speak more about the responsibilities that you and your wife and your son have and how you split those up?
2: Sure. The queen goddess of the shop is my wife Glenn. That's G-L-Y-N and she is a very accomplished and award-winning designer normally she does package design but she always wanted a canvas to be a candy store so once we found the right space that had the right feel and look she's what you see visually she made the sh- the candy uh leer candy that's
0: Lear. Yeah. candy leer yeah.
2: That took her nearly three months to make. There's over 800 pieces of individual candy adhered to the candelier. You know, um, we knew people that did, that's us as children up there, the little sweeties, which was the Swedish candy thing, along with, you know, our menus are all old, old, old school. Even our first dollar is a silver certificate from the 30s. So she wanted to make sure that this had an authentic look and feel.
0: Can you describe the space for me a little bit and describe some of the products that you carry that create that nostalgic feeling?
2: Well, for history starters, New York was, and I don't use this term negatively, but littered with Jewish penny candy stores. And that's where you got your candy as a kid. And it came out of glass jars. And you got yelled at as a kid for touching (laughs) stuff. And you, you know it was, you got, we're taught respect, but you also had the time of your life. You had your allowance maybe as a kid and you'd spend your 10 cents on 10 pieces of candy and it would last you for the week cause you knew you weren't getting another dime for a week. So that mentality, um, we wanted to make sure was core of the business. We have kids who come in here and bring their report cards. They get a snack, a treat, you know, on the house. Um, people who do good for their siblings. Because this is a growing family, it's really cute to see the five-year-old who now has a new sister, a new brother, saying, can we get something for our brother and sister? But because they're so little, they really can't have anything. But the thought that they thought about them, we reward that. Oh,
0: so but you're the, parenting. But the <laughs>
2: let's not go there (laughs) but I have other children who come in and snap their fingers and say now and that is not something that gets rewarded well here again this is an experience cell and you know stuff in the glass where can you go to any of my competitors and get a taste of anything in the jars do I like it we have you know a beautiful return policy if you're not happy we're not happy and we've really done pretty well by it
0: can you speak more about some of the specific products that you carry
2: what's unique about our shop is it's literally like survivor it's voted in by the customers because we're small I can't have the luxury or don't have the luxury of having wall-to-wall candy that's stale in this. Our reputation is known for some of the freshest candy in the United States because we don't buy in large quantities. It frustrates some customers because some people will say that's the best thing I ever had and buy everything we have in it and then have to wait till we're restocked. But we try to carry all of the classics and the stuff people love. We also are big uh, followers of the food trends. So we've changed up what we've had based on popularity. Like when we first opened, we had donuts. The donut fad has kind of gone a little slower than what it used to be. Now a lady, like her daughter said, makes the best cookies in the world. And I says, I'm a fat guy. That's (laughs) going to be a hard sell. They brought us samples, and we ended up taking her on with her cookie dough, which she's no longer making, and and then added uh, the fresh-baked cookies. But we have brands that people recognize, like we have Mud Coffee, we have um, Joe Mart Chocolates out of Brooklyn, we've got Rocca, which is in Red Hook, Brooklyn, Um, we've got... Uh, Fat Witch, who's in the Chelsea market, sells beautiful beautiful uh, brownies. We sell three varieties here. And then we have a lot of the specialty things in the jars, like gummies and sours, and we specialize in Swedish candy because it's so popular because there's no ugly stuff in that candy. And most of our gummies are from Europe and other places. Quality is a big thing here. And sometimes another candy can get bumped out by a better candy and that's happened several times with like caramel makers and chocolate makers and things of that nature
0: but it sounds like you make a point where you can to support local makers
2: yes absolutely You know, a bunch of us are banded together. I thought, what a cool idea, because I come from downtown originally, and side streets are much more prevalent downtown than they are uptown. And this was kind of a gamble, but with good social media skills, you know, getting outside, shaking hands, kissing babies, things of that nature, and writing on chalk where we were, we were able to, you know, start turning a profit pretty quickly
0: mm-hmm.
2: because we kept our costs down being on a side street.
0: What did you do in terms of social media to start out and what are you doing now?
2: Well, it really hasn't changed too much. I go towards the end user, but I also go towards the blogger. The bloggers are the ones that have the following. I don't believe in paying for that. I think you lose something when you pay for something. And I'm not saying it's bad, it's just a different approach than we like to take. All of our social media bloggers are organically grown. So we're not paying for their their praises, we've earned their praises. And since you were asking about candies, something that the people listening may be interested about is... You know, I'm talking about how small it is in here. It's roughly 500 square feet. So it really is like working in a submarine here because our showroom space takes up the majority of of the store space. But then we have backs for sterilizing equipment because we serve ice cream. We have three primary ice cream makers. One is Melt Bakery down on Orchard Street. And we've had this relationship now for seven years or so Sam Mason who is a god to some here in New York as a celebrity pastry chef opened Oddfellows ice cream company at the same time we did and we have been kind of their unofficial Upper East Side location this entire time they make one of the best vegan ice creams I've ever had and he rotates a few flavors for us, which is a beautiful thing. And then a the company called Il Laboratorio del Gelato. And it makes roughly 300 or so varieties of ice cream from the most incredible avocado ice cream to mascarpone paired with our Coop's micro creamery hot fudge from South Brooklyn. But we have over 70 distributor relationships we love to to work directly with an artisan if we can because i get the better fresher quality that way than something that goes to a distributor and right now there's just under a thousand skews in the shop which is a fancy way of saying there's a, almost a thousand offerings of different things from Bonamo turkish taffy to tootsie roll pops to caramels that are individually flavored to boxes of assorted caramels to uh, Matthew's uh, beautiful addition to the shop is the bean to bar uh, vault that has become a really good revenue source for us because he understood the clientele of this neighborhood and is now catering to that clientele. So what
0: is bean to
2: bar exactly? I'm so glad you asked. It's probably the purest of all chocolates. And what bean to bar means in most cases, but not all, but I'll give you the Reader's Digest condensed version, is that bean to bar is usually ethically sourced chocolate. So much of the chocolate in the packaged stuff you buy in mass merchandisers is slave chocolate. And slavery has no place on this planet anymore, anyhow. If you know what I mean. So there's ethical relationships from the growers to the plantations, to the workers that get a fair price. These are why these bars end up costing considerably more than your Hershey bar um, but the other thing is when they do the bean to bar it's being ground in some cases with nothing there's a big growing popularity of hundred percent chocolate these days because of the medicinal value of chocolate with no adulterating factors in it and they take it in these gigantic melangers as they're called and it just spins and grinds those beans till it becomes soft and then another day gets some of the grit out, and by the third day, it has that Willy Wonka, love of chocolate look to it, and then they pour it into molds. The molds go on vibrators that shake all the air out of it and make sure it sits inside the mold perfectly. They're left to be tempered, then they're wrapped and sold. So, again, with bean to bar two, you're getting no added extras you're not getting the soy lecithins and the additives and all of that mm-hmm. and it's chocolate so pure that it's not meant to be chewed it's meant to be savored so you break off a teeny little piece mm-hmm. put it in your mouth and let the heat of your morning coffee or your afternoon tea or your after dinner cabernet and let that kind of just incorporate in the flavors in your mouth. And that's what makes that chocolate so, so special.
1: I have to thank you for that. That was an excellent education in chocolate, which I love the high percentage. And I think our listeners will really appreciate learning
2: that. Yeah, and I'm probably, and unfortunately Matthew's off today, but Matthew can speak to this, to anyone who comes in. He's really one of the... uh, you know, a sommelier for wine. He's a chocolate. <laughs> he knows he's made it his passion to know about it. And it's been so widely recognized that not us, but a customer, bought us the chocolate reference standard. Wow. And this was by no means a cheap book. And they have not printed a new one. That's why we haven't gotten one since twenty fifteen. But most of the brands we can show where it comes from and how they rate rate, and why do they command such a high dollar price versus a hershey bar
0: so speaking about international impact and thinking about sort of far-reaching i guess impacts that you have um i know that last time we spoke with you you described how you ship to all Corners of the world, and you've shipped to every continent. I believe.
2: Well, we have customers from every continent, so we now are are considered the world famous sweet shop. Which we have somebody who used to live here on Seventy Third was part of a scientific team that went to work at the North Pole. So when we Mm -hmm. say, and we also have people that worked in the South of uh, Argentina. So there was. All continents, South America, North America, all of Europe's been. And the one thing with social media today, which is why you want to promote it versus, you know, not embrace it, is there's a thing called the Travel Advisor. My wife does the reviews for that. And we now have a Trip Advisor. advisor. Sorry. That's That's why my wife does it. I can't remember all the names. (laughs) Um, And we get international customers weekly. And especially in a city like New York City, that is a good revenue source, something that should never be ignored. And I know a lot of people don't like to deal with tourists, but we have had really good experiences and people you know, that have shared their pictures on social. This is the candy store we went to, the, the guy put ice cream on my nose, and you know, like, <laughs> you know, whipped cream, and where we've really focused our attentions to, and this is anyone listening that has a business that's food related or has a tangible item that can be sold on Grubhub or Seamless is the food delivery part of our business started off kind of slow and now it pays for my employee costs every week and the other thing that i've noticed in the most peculiar way it's probably one of the best advertising sources for a side street business i could find because it takes somebody who's actively looking for a dessert and puts my name in front of them so they might not know where we are but they might see us there and they might i'd like to why how did this, you know, what is this sweet shop? And a lot of people have come in. The other thing we do with seamless, if you collect 10 of the name tags that we staple to the bag. So it ensures that it goes to the right person. If you bring those in, you get a free ice cream. So we've tried to make that a fun thing as well. But most of the shipping now that we do is local. Um, we do have people that move out, and fortunately, we're seeing a lot of people move out of New York, especially because of families and the, you know they they have they're on their third kid and housing might be a little expensive to stay. And we have you know hey, do you still have those skulls? I want a bag of those. Send me two pounds, and you know in most cases we can do that no problem. And a lot of people we do corporate gifts, and we do a lot of hand delivering of stuff, especially because I'm in the hospital area, so we do. Deliver deliveries to all the local hospitals, and we lost a candy store on Lexington who'd been there a long, long time, did a great job out there, and uh, I guess the cost of their expansion ended up hurting them, and now they're gone. So now we even get customers from Lennox Hill calling us, asking us to put together something. And we've got some wonderful family relationships. And I'll just mention one off the top because they're probably our biggest cheerleader, and that's the Food Baby New York, who's now on baby number three, <laughs> and we have had the the benefit and the pleasure of having um, them come to the shop over the years. We have on our menu the Food Baby ice cream sandwich
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: and the second child her name is samantha uh-huh. so it's a sandwich so we call it the sammy <laughs>
0: that's adorable that's very sweet what does that mean when you say that you gear towards the end user in the bloggers what is that in practice what does that look like well
2: end users are people that are actually going to come to the store because of you and then the the sponsored are the ones that come through the bloggers so we always like to add hashtags that we know the bloggers follow and uh, we've been blessed with a lot of bloggers blogging us, talking about us, doing stories about us. And because of that, hey, I follow that. I didn't know you were there. And, a lot of, and that's how we got people to actually show up. And uh, uh, that combined with some chalk on the thing and some free candy and buckets in front of the store, we were able to. But because we try to give that experience sell we get a lot of referrals my friend told you just Similar to the story you told me. It's one of my, you know, and we strive for this, our favorite shop.
0: Yeah, so I'll repeat the story on microphone, which is that (laughs) last night um, when I told one of my good friends that I was coming here, she said, oh my gosh, is that the one on 73rd? And I was like, yep, it's that one. And she was like, oh, I love that place. That's so amazing. And she's a big listener to the podcast, so she's really excited to hear this episode. Um, And she's, you know, I'm sure she's told countless people about
2: this. And that's why we live, you know, that's why I put a... A promotional program through my register for loyalty so I have all the bells and whistles of a Starbucks with the service level of you know granny Johnson's coffee and tea if you know what I mean <laughs> so again to compete against all that that was our area of differences having it to be a fun experience you know somebody that knows what you want
0: I wanted to ask if there was anything specifically that you feel like you brought from your experience working for a Fortune 10 company to your work? Well, sales
2: sales is sales. So one thing that, you know, I've worked with Matthew extensively and my wife owning her own business, new customer services, it's customer service, and it's cu- customer experience-based. When you lose sight of that, that's when you lose your customers, because then it just becomes another place to buy something that they have to wait in line for. And we don't want that to be the memory they have. We want them to go, wow, I remember that. I remember the funhouse house balloon uh, inflator thing from the 70s, or the candelier, or any of the weird stuff that you see, you know. Decorating the place.
0: We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Have you ever noticed our website is sideways.nyc? That's because our brand, passion, and purpose is all about New York. We wanted to reflect that in our web presence. If you've ever wanted to put your project, passion, or business online, .nyc is the answer for you. .nyc is the official web address for New Yorkers listeners like many of you. Anyone with a business, brand, or residence within the five boroughs can register a dot NYC domain. Use your location as proof of your value and success, stand out from the crowd and own it. Visit www.ownit.nyc to learn more and search for your perfect New York City domain.
2: Most people think that we're a kid ran place that kids flock here like they did in Willy Wonka after the school bell rings. And quite honestly, my clientele is much older for the most part. Um, it's more le- local neighborhood. But one of the beautiful side effects I get from it is that they bring their children that bring their children, which are the small kids. Matthew and I usually in the summertime try to do Saturday uh, father and son Saturday and we see a lot of fathers and sons come in on Saturday and we have like a male bonding session like you would at a barber shop or you know this teach the kids something that they might not have known and you know make it more of a how do you do rather than what can I sell you today and you know after all the you know the beautiful things we have just such great relationships, like, you know, I don't usually talk about this in this environment, but being across the street from Ronald McDonald House, a lot of people don't even realize the good work that Ronald McDonald House does. What they do is they offer lodging, Complete lodging for families who are 50 miles or, or further away from New York City so that they can see the world's best oncologist at all the hospitals I mentioned earlier around here without having to pay three, four hundred dollars a night. I think the going right now is fifty dollars a night to offset, you know, whatever costs. But I know people like the guy who owns Hercules, La- Hercules Laundry. He put washing machines all in there, customer of ours. You know, you've got people like, you know, you name it, stars have been across the street. And Robert De Niro was just hugging one of our little guys that had gone over there. And what it is, is a, it's a nice place for families to, to be able to stay and not worry about while their children are being treated for childhood cancer. That's a very soft spot for us. Two reasons. One, we're neighborhood people. We live in this neighborhood. But we see what the parents from across the street have to go through. So when they are in the shop, this becomes another different type of place with no negativity. And a lot of people are so wrapped up in their own heads, they sometimes forget that there may be somebody out there that's having a worse day than they'll ever dream of having. And we try not to lose sight of that because we see those families... We see the challenges that the families face, what the poor kids have to go through, but we see incredible miracles. And that's what's a beautiful thing about being close to that. We've also lost kids that we've grown very, you know, attached to. In fact, one of the fathers of one of the kids we just lost, religiously comes back and says hi because we treated him like a kid, not like a sick kid.
0: Our last question, which we like to always ask, is if there's anything that you want people to know about you that you feel they don't already know, we haven't covered in in this conversation yet.
2: Yeah. Well, the only thing is, if you look at the reviews, you'll find that 90% of them are quite favorable, but we are always looking to do the right thing for our customers. Always have, always will.
0: Thanks so much for listening. My name's Ellie, and this has been a podcast by Manhattan Sideways. If you're interested in learning more about The Sweet Shop or about the thousands of other small businesses on the side streets of Manhattan, be sure to check out our website, www.sideways.nyc, and follow us on social media at NYSideways. See you next time.